Welcome back to another episode of America's Most Unwanted. If you don't know by now, you're rocking with your host, Avenue Q. And uh, what's going on, man? Uh, how everybody doing tonight? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I hope y'all staying safe. I hope y'all, um, you know, staying safe, staying safe out here in this COVID-19 weather. This weather's up and down. You know, if you live in the tri-state area, Philly, Jersey, Delaware, man, y'all know what it is. So, uh... Probably last episode, I said that I wasn't going to be in the studio today, so fuck it. I lied. I actually miss being here with y'all. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're going we gonna to get right to it. So a few episodes ago, I had my man Brian in the building. I know if, if y'all heard him, he was my first official guest on the show. But today, we we, we no longer call him Brian. Today, we got Be Easy in the studio with us today. Let's go. How you doing, man? Absolutely. In the house. And, I, <laughs> and of course, I got the number one engineer in the building with us today. Taylor, how you doing, bro? How we doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. So we're going to jump right into the shit. So we got to be easy in the studio with us today. So you know where we're starting off. And that's with them birds. <sighs> so week 13, we have the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles versus the Green Bay Packers. And it was a whirlwind game. I mean, obviously they were defeated 30-16. to 16, But, I mean, it's, it's so many stories that, that came out of that one game in particular. I mean, we have Carson... Carson Wentz, who was the starting quarterback, he eventually gets benched. I mean, if if you're a football fan, if you're an avid football watcher, especially of the Philadelphia Eagles, you've seen the spectacle of a season that we've been having this year. I mean, even though we're third in the division with the three eight is it three eight and one? Three eight and one. With a three eight and one record, we're third in the division. I mean Absolutely. that record speaks for itself. But like I said, we have Carson Wentz getting benched, Jalen Hurts. Being inserted and officially being being named the starter moving forward. So I mean, like I said, it's it's been a whirlwind of a season for them. But that game in particular was very, very up and down, and it had a lot of outcomes to it. But I mean, I see a lot of people on social media having an opinion on you know, should Carson have got been sooner? You know, should he continue to be the starter? But I actually want to get Carson's thoughts on. That game in particular and his his take on, you know, being benched. Hey, Carson, thanks for taking the time. We'll get started here with Daniel Gallon and then Bo Wolf. Hey, Car- hey Carson, uh, what was your reaction on the sideline when uh, Doug put Jalen in the game? Um, and, um, you know, where do you think things go uh, from here for you? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what the, the plan was fully. I was just told he was going in for the next play and next series. So I didn't really know what was going on there. But um, obviously that's that's frustrating uh, as a competitor and um, just the, the personality that I have. You know, I want to be the guy out there. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, they made the call today. And um, at the end of the day, we lost. As a team, we lost. And, and that's what I think, for me, I'm most frustrated about. Um, you know, I, I don't like where we're at this season um, record-wise. And uh, I know I can play better and we can all be better going forward. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we got to clean some things up. And, I mean, there you have it. So that's that's from the horse's mouth himself. So, 
I mean, a lot of a lot of Eagles fans are are debating if this if this should have happened sooner. Actually, um, like I said, I'm not an avid football fan. I'm not an avid watcher. I'm I probably watch casually if that. So I can't really give a whole synopsis on the Eagles entire season. You know, just on the outside looking in, I can speak on a few things. And I see he does obviously have the support of, you know. His his other teammates, you know, I mean they're not particular. I mean Jalen Hurts is their teammate too, but they're not backing down from the notion that they think that Carson Wentz should have been a starter moving forward. So, but, but if you notice in that game, and this is kind of I'm not gonna say it's strange, but if you notice in that game, the moment Jalen Hurts came in, it seemed like everybody had a spark. It seemed like the whole squad was like. Okay, we got somebody different, and let's do what we got to do. It seemed like they were moving faster. It seemed like the offensive line was doing better. It seemed like everybody was catching balls. What was that about? Right. I mean, so, like I said, I mean, that may have been the story or that may have been the actual thing that's happening on the field, but in the locker room there has been multiple players who has been outspoken about uh, Carson's position as far as being a starter and what they think should happen moving forward. Um, I actually want to get Eagle center Jason Kelsey and his opinion on, you know, the whole shit show going on with Carson Wentz. And lows with Carson. How, how difficult of a situation do you think this is for Carson Wentz on the other end of it? How excited are you to see what Jalen Hurts can do? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously it's a you know, it's an incredibly difficult situation for anybody when you go from, you know, being a starter to, you know, being put on the sideline. But, you know, Carson is a hardworking, you know, he's going to do everything he can. Uh, you know, he's been unbelievable since he's been here. You know, I've, I've said this before, but, you know, the moment he came in his rookie year, I thought that he transformed our offense. Um, you know, and that's not just him as a player now. That's him as a person. Uh, you know, the, that's him as a the intelligence he brings, the athleticism he brings, uh, the competitive the competitiveness he brings uh, made a tangible difference in practice every day and on game day. Um, so it's kind of hard to believe that we're at this point now, to be honest with you. Um, you know, this season has not gone the way any of us obviously anticipated or would like it to have gone. But, uh, you know, sitting here 3-8-1, and one, you know, we, you got to do something. You got to try and make a change or, or whatever. And, you know, obviously, you know, the offense has been absolutely terrible, uh, you know, the last four weeks in particular. So, um, you know, I have no, no doubt that this is not the, the, uh, the uh, final to the Carson Wentz story or saga. Um, I will always have confidence in him as a person and him as a player. Um, so, you know, I, uh, you know, just going to go out there this week and play some ball. I mean, that's Fletcher, and that, that not Fletcher, I uh, about to say Fletcher Cox. That's not, that's Jason Kelsey. But, you know, I mean, it's not just Jason Kelsey that's outspoken as far as Carson's position on the team. Fletcher Cox has also been outspoken. I mean, he was he was asked about a, a tweet that he liked on Twitter as far as, you know, um, Carson being the, being the starter moving forward. And, you know, it remaining that way, period. He said, and I quote, my tweet is my tweet and I stand with it. So, I mean, 
B, you being the Eagles aficionado as you are, what's your reaction to this whole Philadelphia Eagles fiasco right now? They should have done it a long time ago. Yeah? You yeah. think so? Yeah. They should have done it two games ago. Okay. I look at it like this, okay? The guy's making all this money. And, I mean, it's all about him making all this money. Mm-hmm. And he's not performing. But like I said before, it's not his fault. The whole team has problems. Now, like I said, when you think about it, as soon as Jalen Hurts came in, okay, he's running the ball. He's looking more athletic. He's throwing the ball pretty good. He got sacked, like, I think one time. But then he threw that touchdown. When he threw that touchdown, people looked at him like, oh, shit. Right. (laughs) Like, is this what we want? And then it's like, it seemed like the team got charged like Okay, we got Carson Wentz on the bench right now. We got this guy doing what he's doing, but we've never seen him. He was running the ball. He was bringing it downfield. He was just doing whatever he had to do. And then, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that one interception that he had, that wasn't his fault. Somebody tipped that, and it went to somebody else. Bing, bang, boom. Are we speaking about uh, Uh, Jalen? Okay, okay, okay. That one interception was not his fault. Okay, but then we're all saying this about Carson Hurts. All these interceptions were Wentz. not his fault. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Please forgive me. But I'm sitting up here like, I mean, they might need some kind of spark. Right. And that's what he gave. I mean, he actually came down the field and he scored. They actually scored. But I look at it like this, you know. It's a – it. <clears throat> Uh, how can I say this? So I, I think the 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 real question that a lot of people, I don't I don't see too many people asking this question, mm. but I'll pose this question to you, Ben, that you're an Eagles fan. So you just heard Jason Kelsey, and I also just wrote, read you the statement from Fletcher Cox. Do you think that there's turmoil in the locker room? Yep. It's like uh, it's a thing to where it's okay. Carson's not performing. We're not performing. The whole team is not doing what they have to do. Let's get something different. Let's see what's going on through the rest of the season. To be honest with you, I think they should start Hurts for the rest of the season, plain and simple, short and sweet. And just leave, uh, have them coming off a backup? Yep. I hate to say that because of how much money they're spending on this dude. Right. But, but that, that's what I'm saying. That go back to what we said the last time you was here on the show. Um, but like I said. I think, I think that they should, not to cut you off, but I think that they should start Carson the first half and then just really play Jalen the second, or at least play Jalen the first half because you want your, your highest paid quarterback. Obviously, he's the highest paid player on the team. You want him in those crunch time in those crunch time moments, especially if the game is on the line. Exactly. So if you start jailing the first half and then play Carson the second half, I don't see what's too what's what's, what's so bad about that. I mean, Other than I, the fact that they paying him that that huge amount of money, that's the only problem that people have at this point is the money aspect. He's not performing. He's getting paid all this money, so why have him out there on the field? Right. That's what a lot of people are having a problem with. But you got to understand something. I mean, the offensive line is beat up. The defensive backs. Oh, my God. It's, like, ridiculous. But, I mean, special teams is doing okay. 
But if it, you know, like I said last time, if it wasn't for that front four, that defense, they would have issues. Okay. Okay. But, I mean, it's like you got to go with what's going to get you to the dance. Right. And I mean, the way I look at them, it's like uh, the whole division still is in a is in shambles. Yeah, they could still get to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, when they, you look at it, if you're looking and, at the they records, three, eight, and one. Dallas lost. They're three and nine. Really? I mean, I'm looking at it like whoever loses, whoever wins, is going to be the ones that come out on the NFC least. Like I said, NFC, <laughs> <laughs> NFC least. Huh? Okay, so I mean. You think that they should just go ahead and start Hurts, period, moving forward? Yep, until something – until he does something wrong. He hasn't done anything. I mean, give him a give him a shot. Give him a chance. Let him get in there, get his feet wet, let him do what he got to do because, to be honest with you, how much worse can he do than the Carson Wentz at this point? Right. That's the way I look at it. They don't run the ball, which is – I'm not going to say ridiculous because I said that like nine times the last time I was here and people kind of, um, they told me I need to do something with my vocabulary, but I'm going to say um, ridiculous one time. It's ridiculous, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, listen, hey, it's ridiculous. Okay. It's but, ridiculous. But it's like they got to run the ball and the offensive line has, you know, they got to step up. I mean, they have to step up. No matter what. Because, I mean, you got Miles Sanders. Are you kidding me? Right. Run the ball with this guy. And then it just came out. I seen earlier uh, that Jason Peters is out. Jason Peters is done. All right. Let me tell you something about Jason Peters, okay? Jason Peters, like I told you before, Jason Peters is guaranteed to get you uh, two or three holding calls and two and three like false starts. Yeah, game. I see a lot of people saying he should just go ahead and yes. hang it up. He should just hang it up. He's, <laughs> he's just. I see, I see he's a lot of people saying that. You see a lot of people saying that. You look at Jason Peter just like okay, let's everybody you know, focus on him. See how many holds he can get. See how many false starts <laughs> he can get. I'm telling you, and 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 it's disgusting because. He's not a bad player. It's just that he's old. Yeah. Get him out. Get him. <laughs> Put him out the pasture. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I mean, you see, you see, you see Hurst's future. Then, what do you think is going to be Wentz's future moving forward? As far as just, I mean, not just being a starting quarterback, but just on the Eagles in general. Like, do you think they get rid of him? Don't they got a uh, top ten pick coming up? Nah, they shouldn't get rid of him. What they should do is just basically. I mean, everybody's injured this year. That's the main, like I told you from day one, right. that's the main problem with this squad. You got Alshon Jeffrey. You got Deshaun Jackson. Get rid of them. Get some, get some kind of money for them and go draft somebody else. Yeah, I thought the DJ pickup was going to be great for us and it's been like ah, a, man, a dud. This, this guy. It's been like this, a dud, yeah. yeah. Come on, man. This guy can't even go... I don't even want to say nothing about him. But um, the tight ends are they're good, but who knows how long Zach Ertz is going to be with the Philadelphia Eagles, whether they can actually afford him. 
Dallas Goddard, great. Right. But if you have both of these guys and you have them for like a long term, all you got to do is just set up your wide receivers. Rager is promising, okay? But who else do you have there? Pretty much nobody. Right. You got a bunch of, uh, uh, what do you call them, uh, practice players or whatever you want to call them that are coming in and doing their job, but still they can't. It's not enough. It's It's not not enough. enough. Yeah, it's not enough. It's not enough. They can't can't spread the field. They just don't. And like I said, if you don't have an an offensive line that can protect you, you got problems. Yeah. So week 14, Eagle Saints. <laughs> really? Are you kidding me? Um, is, I mean, new, uh, new, new, new change in the lineup. Well, is, what, you, um, what you expecting? Who's the starting quarterback for the Saints? Is it um, – is Drew Brees still around? Is he Taysom hurt? Hill. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> it depends that, because right. I mean they got Kamara, they got Thomas, they got they got some some horses. There. What's their record this year? I have no idea. You, you know the Saints record? record this year? Like seven and four, maybe. Okay, well, okay. that's not bad. That's not bad. They got to get to the quarterback. Open, right? Ain't simple. Yeah. They got to get to him. Yeah, got to get to him. If they don't get to him, it's a wrap. So you think it's another dud game for the uh, for the Eagles? Or you, or you got your boy, or you got your boys winning, man. See, look on my face. They're my boys too. They're the hometown team, so I'm gonna rock with them. But I mean, I'm gonna go with them. But it's like they just they, they stinking it up right now. They got to step up. Yeah, we got to see what Hurts is gonna do. I just think that this season shouldn't have been. It's, it's just too much. It's just too much. This season has been. Well, we already had a conversation about. It's it. been a whirlwind, yeah. So as far I mean, as, you know. Training camps, no training camps, stuff like that. Yeah, right. You know, but we already had that conversation. But, uh, I mean, the way I look at it, like, whoever makes it to the playoffs, if they're not beat up, then they might be okay. Right. So, we'll see how that whole thing goes moving forward. So, switching gears a little bit, we're going to jump into some of the NBA action that has been popping off in the league. <sighs> so, I mean, we're going to start where – the sun don't shine forever, and that is in Clipperland. You know I love Clipperland. So you seem to enjoy dealing with these guys. I, <laughs> I really do. I do. I love talking about the Clippers, man. So and we in Philly. So I mean, All right, <laughs> did we me, talk about the obvious? <laughs> let me just say. Let me just say one thing. Uh, to give this fool. A $226 million contract. Mm-hmm. Ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, I looked on Facebook and somebody mentioned, they said something about, well, um, is the contract going to be enough for them to build up a new, you know, a new stadium for him to uh, build more bricks? Yeah, right. Because that's all he's doing. That's all he do. He's throwing bricks. So, I mean, if you haven't heard the news by now, you know, you you may just be the casual fan. So, I'm gonna just go ahead and inform you guys. Paul George has signed a contract in a, st- a contract extension with the Los Angeles Clippers, equaling, you know, it's it's 190 guaranteed, but. With, you know, incentives and deals and shit like that is going to equal out to about 226 
million dollars total. Now, how many years is that? That's over five years, I believe. That's over a span of five years. That's over a span of five years. Who's the owner there? Is it still Balmer? Still Steve Balmer. So my my thing is now let me let me let me let me let me get into my my take on the Clippers as a whole right now. So Steve Ballmer, I like Steve Ballmer as a as a as an NBA team owner. I think he's a little uh I don't want to say uh what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say overzealous. I don't know if I, if that's the word I'm looking for. It could be. He's a dork. You think he's a, he's a dork? <laughs> okay. That, right. I mean that he is, right. but that but he's one of those guys he seems like he panics in a hurry. That's what's so I think now. I think I I think anxious. they're desperate, anxious. They're anxious, yeah. But I mean, I'm looking for another word though. But I can't quite think of it off the top of my head. But anxious is the word. So they sign. I feel like they're desperate right now. You sign Paul George to this big ass huge contract extension. You pay him like you just pay Giannis to somebody. But nevertheless, you know I ain't hating on the man for getting this money. You know, get yours if you, especially if you're able to get it. But. Like I said, I think that that was more of a desperate signing. So, I mean, as a, as a basketball fan and as an outsider looking in, there's two things that I'm looking at. One, what kind of dope was y'all smoking? Okay, another thing. Where else? <laughs> another thing. Where else was he gonna go for that amount of money? Right. That's what I'm saying. For that amount of money. But no, I mean, in all seriousness, there is two questions that I want to know. Is he going to play up to that? Is he going to play up to that performance? Is he going to play up to the contract? My personal opinion, I think no. And two, what does this mean for Kawhi moving forward? Now, what type of money is he making right now? Kawhi? That's a question. Kawhi's only like a hundred. He's only like on like a hundred and like twenty million dollar contract. Yeah, I think or he has like, like another year left. Yeah, he only got yeah. He oh, only you, did like two three years. Are you kidding me? Yeah. After this year, it's a player option, right? Yeah, after this year, it's a player option. And he didn't sign an extension. And for you to sign, and for you to sign, uh, what's the name, to that much money, what does this mean for Kawhi moving forward? Somebody's smoking something in L.A. So that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I mean, all, all jokes aside, I really don't know if this experiment is going to break out because I don't have them winning the championship this year. I don't even have them as a legitimate threat to the Lakers this year. I don't have too many people as a legitimate threat to the Lakers. Yeah, at this so point. I mean, at least not in the West. When you look at Paul George, he's just like a walking excuse, really. He's one of those guys that, like I said before, I mean, <coughs> excuse me. He he never really finishes anything that he starts or anything that he sets out to do. Yeah, we talked about that before. Yeah, and he he just seems like he's full of excuses. You know, it's one excuse, it's one excuse after another. So, you know, we, obviously we have we and I mean the Philadelphia 76ers, we have Paul George's former coach Doc Rivers who coached the Clippers for seven seasons in Philadelphia. And there's been some back and forth and some untruthful things being said as far as how Paul George was used um as far as like you know his positions and how he wanted to get the ball. He said he was wasn't really using a lot of pick and rolls. He was pretty much used like on pin downs, like a JJ Redick or Ray Allen type player. 
So we finally have Doc and his opinion on just that whole situation. So let's hear from Doc with ESPN's Cassidy Hubbard. Hubbard. What a devastating loss for a team that's one goal is to win the title. And the Clippers will go home. As the 2020-21 season is underway, it officially puts a close to your seven seasons with the Clippers. Do you think you had enough time with that group to figure it out? Well, I clearly wasn't given enough time. I had one year and a time going through the bubble and all that. If it was a regular NBA season and we didn't win, then fine. I I have no problems with it. Uh, But the way this went down, I think getting up 3-1, uh, and then losing was the reason. It had been interesting if Denver had just beat us. I still thought that team was the most talented team last year, or individuals. I didn't think we ever became a team, and, and that's why you don't win. I've always believed this as a coach. Um, if they're not sure they want you, then it's time to go. Paul George recently made the claim that he struggled playing in your system because you played him like Ray Allen or J.J. Redick and mostly pin downs. What's your reaction to that notion? Well, that's just Paul's opinion. I enjoy coaching Paul. Um, you know, I think if you go back and look at the stats, Paul played in more pick and rolls this last year than he ever did in his entire career. So I don't know how that's possible. And I wouldn't mind playing like Ray Allen if I was a player. I think Ray Allen was pretty special. So, but listen, I, that's that's his opinion. I'm fine with that. Um, the team was second in the league, I think, in scoring. Scoring wasn't a problem, you know. Uh, it was winning that was the problem. Yeah, so, I mean, there you go. You hear it from Doc. And, um, I mean, he also been quoted as saying, you know, as far as, like, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he pretty much said, you know, as far as them having a new coach in Ty Lue and him taking the blame for the quote-unquote adjustments not being made, he said pretty much Ty Lue was sitting right next to me, so it ain't going to be much different. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, it's other it's other coaches that and other staff that that trickles down to. And if you're not showing that accountability, like I always, sh- like I always say, then you're always going to look to place the blame elsewhere. It's always like that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, what, just what do you think about – not just about Paul George, but just uh, as far as that team moving forward. Like, what do you, what do you, do you envision them still being the team to beat the Los Angeles Lakers and, and dethrone them as the the team in LA? They don't have enough size up front. I mean, I don't really know because I'm not, you know, really, you know. In the front court, I mean, they got in the front court they got Zubat, they got. Um, Ibaka, they got Ibaka. They got Ibaka now. Yeah, they got Ibaka now. Okay, that's in the front court. I know Jamichael Green isn't there no more. Mm. Who's like the other center? Joe Kim Noah not there no more. Like I said, I'm not really sure because I don't really follow the Clippers too much because right. they just haven't really done anything. I mean, you look at Paul George. I mean, everybody looks at Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. You figure? I mean, these guys are supposed to be. Doing whatever they're supposed to They're supposed do. to be the next Scotty and Mike. Yes, but guess what? I mean, <laughs> they're supposed to happening. be the next. <laughs> it's not happening. They just don't seem to have it. Yeah. It's not quite. It's, excuse me, 
it's George. Right. That's the way I look at it. Right. You know, I mean. He's the odd man out. Yeah. And, I mean, when you just look at a player, I mean, when you not even just a player like Paul George. When you just look at Paul George, like I said before, he's had success in Indiana, getting to the playoff Eastern Conference Finals every year, losing to Miami. You get up out of there. First year, y'all get bounced in the first round. Okay, it was you, Melo, Russ, and OKC. Okay, granted, Melo was the eye man out, like I said before. Exactly. Second year around, you have a better year, your third, and MVP voting. And that's another thing that he said. He said that, you know, he's back with his trainer, that he had his MVP season, so he's on motherfuckers' asses, as he as, as he said. Oh, really? That's what he said. So my thing is, you saying MVP season like you won MVP that year. First off, you were third in MVP voting, <laughs> and y'all got bounced. And what, the second round? That's the same season that, you know, Dane waved y'all off. You know, bye bye. So what? What are you? Why do you have this need to feel like you accomplished anything in the league so great? I agree with you. I mean, I, I just feel like he just need to be humble. You know, you getting your money, whatever the case may be, but you haven't proved anything. Let's see how far that goes. That's the problem now, though. A lot of players get money now, and they haven't proved nothing. Like they just. Giving out these big ass contracts and these supermax contracts and these supermax extensions to players that hasn't proved anything. Do yeah. I think Giannis deserves the supermax that he's up for? I think he deserve it, but you haven't done anything to really. Um, you won two MVPs. Okay, that's granted. You you've done something. You've as, done something. You won a defensive as, player of the year. As far as Giannis is concerned, if they don't incorporate any help for him, that's all he's going to ever be. Somebody that wins awards. That's it. Yeah. Because you don't have no, you know, somebody, a big man to incorporate to where he doesn't have to. But see, to me, I look at it like him. You know, it's it's like he comes down, they have him, they have him dribbling the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets to the foul line. Okay. He airballs at the if, first. <laughs> if, you, if you stop him. From his momentum, I'm getting to the paint. He does absolutely yeah. nothing. You can't, yeah, he can't do nothing. He can shoot threes every now and then. Every now and then. Not at a good, not at a great clip no, though. No, no, no. I'm no, not, I'm no, not trusting no. him to shoot the threes. But, but you gotta have somebody to help him because other than that, that's all he's gonna do. Nah, I mean, yeah, you're definitely right about keeping him out the paint though. If you stop his momentum and keep him out the paint, that's it. That's just like the same thing I said with stuffing his shooting. Like you, you, you catch Curry on the on the over thirteen night. You hit him for him. He not doing you nothing hit else. Him, give him a little elbow. Oh, you give him an elbow, yeah. You put you get physical with him, yeah. But you know, staying on PG, I mean, it's just it's just excuse after excuse with this guy. And like I said, I'm not mad at no man, especially no black man for getting his money. But I ain't gonna say but however, <laughs> however, is it is it as a fan of the sport, is it is it deserved? No. I mean I don't. I don't think. I don't think it is. I. I actually liked Paul George. I actually liked Paul George. I thought some of the moves he did wasn't the move from Indiana. Okay, that's cool. Then you OKC. Then you promise to say OKC. You get your money in OKC. They trade you at the request of Kawhi Leonard, and then now you know. And now what's going on? And you played like shit, and you just you just got rewarded two hundred twenty six million for that. Shit, he's a bricklayer. So I mean, I, I think that they know it. something that the outside don't. Though I don't think that Kawhi plans on, especially this year, if don't nothing happen, like if they don't get deep in the playoffs, I don't I don't see Kawhi staying there. 
See him going to the Lakers? I see him going west. I see him, I mean, he's already in the west, but I see him going like to the west, like to the real West Coast team. Maybe Portland? No, LA. That's the way I say it. LA. I see I see him I, I mean agree with that. I see him staying with the Lakers, not the Clippers. I said the real West team, like the, the <laughs> Lakers. They the real you, West team. You said the real West team. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think he goes to LA. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean I, I just don't think he stays. Why else not why uh, why else not sign the extension? If your if your future is in LA. You get what I'm saying? That's true. But at the same time, I think PG just I think he knows something too though. Like you know your opportunities are dwindling, so you you gotta get your money right now while you can. Because he's not I'm sorry, Paul George is not that he could he could prove me wrong. If he proved me wrong, then I'll be the first to say I was proven wrong. But he's just not that caliber of a talent to get. But then again, I don't know. I give him another two years. Let's see what happens. Listen, if they don't and deliver, if they're not in the Western Conference Finals this year, regret everything that they regret every move that they made. They they need to regret every move that they made. If they're not in the Western Conference Finals this year. I'm not saying that they're going to take it, but if they're not in the Western Conference Finals this year, they, they got to regret every move that they made, and Bomber need to, need to just go ahead and do something with the team. <laughs> For real. Okay, I got so, you. I mean, I, I don't really know, but like I said, I don't think they're the team to beat in L.A. I don't think they're the team that's going to beat L.A. As the defending champs, the Lakers, I actually still have my eyes on the Dallas Mavericks, not to beat LA, but if they if they catch that that eighth seed, depending on where LA land, if they in that first or second seed, if Dallas end up the the eighth or the seventh seed, that's a good matchup for the Lakers in the first round. I told you I'm still looking for Denver. I like Denver too, <coughs> but my only thing with Denver is though, did they get any better? I'm not sure what they did. I don't think that Denver got any better though. You lost. You lost. Uh, what's it? Jeremy Grant. You lost Jeremy Grant to the Pistons. Um. I mean, obviously you still have Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr. is coming back. But so with, I mean, it's it's going to be some changes. Obviously, with Jeremy Grant not being there, that means more playing time for MP, MJP or MPJ. My fault. That means more playing time for him. So he's going to have more touches, obviously, moving forward. Then you still got uh, you got Jokic, obviously. So, I mean, it's, it's, some, it's some things to look forward to moving forward, but that's just the starters on the bench. I mean, I can't even really name their bench. I have no idea. I have I, no idea. I, I actually got to look at it. I actually got to look. Yeah, I can't, I can't even tell you right now. So I actually got to look and see who's on their bench because I don't know. But I, I, like, I like them, though. I like them as a, as an early favorite to get back to the Western Conference Finals. I actually like Portland as well. I actually like Portland as well. I want to see what Portland does. I mean, they brought back their core guys. Melo was back. Another year under his belt, so he's incorporated into the system a little bit more, hopefully. I so mean, I mean, it depends on how they go. You know how that is. Yeah. I want to see what Phoenix does too. Phoenix. You know, but like I, I said, don't think they're going to get to the West Conference Finals, but I see them making the playoffs, though. Like I said, I'm looking for Philly and Boston. I'm looking to see what they do. Eastern Conference Finals? Eastern Conference? Okay. 
Okay, so I mean, speak. Okay, so speaking of the Sixers, I mean, our projections as listen, just just watching some of the the footage of of the guys in training camp and going through the motions and going through some of the sets with Doc and going through some of these scrimmages with each other. I mean, listen, they look good. Like like Doc said, they look good against each other. Cause uh, them, them well, but we'll see when they go up against other, you know, other players, other teams, right? We'll see what happens, right? We'll see what happens. But I mean, but that's where it starts, though, in practice. That's where it starts, though. So I've heard Doc say numerous times that he's he's really trying to implement, and this is something that I've said before, even before, um. What like last week? I think I heard him come out and say it like last week. Sorry for the long pause. I I, I had a you know, yeah, no, I had a brain fart. I, <laughs> I had a brain fart. So uh, yeah, about like last week before I actually heard him say it, I, I was saying it last week. So I heard him say that he's trying to implement that same thing with with like how he had Rondo. He's trying to implement that with Ben, mm. and especially as far as not making him shoot and letting him play his game. Well, now you got Dwight and you got Embiid. Can you imagine them having them both in there at the same time? How do you think that'll work out? I don't like that. I, don't, I like it, Why but not? I don't like it. Why not? Because if, if Dwight's in the game, who's the backup center? <laughs> who's the backup center? I agree with that. You, you dig what I'm saying? So, nah, I, I don't like that. I mean, but I, I I like the idea of going small, though. The the lineup that I'm I'm, I'm looking at now is... Ben at the one, Seth at the two, Tobias at the three. Yep. Hmm. You got to check that roster out. I know our roster like the back of my hand, but I'm still sitting here thinking, like, who the fuck? What forwards do we have? <laughs> While Taylor pulls that up for us real quick, <laughs> you know, you know the vibes, man. Tony Bradley, Ryan, uh, broken off that guy that uh didn't go to the bubble with them last year. Okay, Hurricane. Oh, Cork Moss. Uh, Mike well, Scott. Oh yeah, okay. I like Mike Scott, but at Mike the four, okay. I don't know if I like him at the four though, because then you got to go Anthony Davis and them. Paul Reed, uh, Kyle Quinn. I'm not sure if he's still on the team though. Ah oh, man, yeah, that's that's. Uh, I don't know, man. Don't uh, know. Justin Anderson. Justin Anderson is back with the team. Yes. When did that happen? Uh, I think a couple days ago. Oh, okay. okay. Justin Anderson is back with the team now. Okay, I like Justin Anderson. Scrappy, oh. scrappy guy. I like Justin Anderson. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, on scrappiness, I would have Mike Scott start, or yeah, I would have Mike Scott start at the four. He can guard them, I guess. I don't know. We're not deep at the at the four or the four position then. No, not at all. No, hell no, nah. no. Nah, that's a shitty lineup of fours right there. Like, sheesh. I don't know. Well, we shall see. We shall see how that one works out. We shall see how that one works out. But nevertheless, for the team that Doc has. Doc, let's hear from you. Well, I would look, you know, as, as someone said, we look great against us. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? You really never know. I think uh, overall our guys are getting a new system, and so I'm going to be patient with it. But overall, I like how we're moving. I like how everybody is kind of accepting their responsibility. But we're really trying to get them to see who we sh- think we should be uh, as a group, our identity, our, our, uh, our style of play, our style of play defensively, our mindset. So in some ways, I do think uh, chemistry, uh, team togetherness, continuity, I think that will play just like it did in the bubble. I think that'll play a major factor in these early games as well. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I watch I watch a lot of the interviews that Doc say, and I watch a lot of the shit that that he talks about, especially after well, since training camp has started, even before then, when he was just doing his introduction interviews with with the city. A lot of the stuff that he said is a lot of the stuff that I thought that he was going to bring to the team. You know what I mean? Like, seems, he seems to be a lot more positive than other coaches have been. I noticed that. He seems to be like he. Knows. You mean like around the league or just in Philly? Well, just in Philly, just like he knows what he wants to do. Well, I mean, when you stuck with Brett Brown for the last umpteen years, I have no it, comment. <laughs> I mean, and it's it's not really a system involved. It's not really a system in place. I mean, I mean, you had Brett Brown when when there was no winning basketball being, you know, being done. So. In that stretch of time, as they called it, the process. What did he really have to work with? I, I don't. I don't. I, I blame him to an extent. I mean, but those years that they were losing, what did he really have to implement? What game plan really did he have to implement? So when he got the talent, like I said before, when he got the talent to even make the playoffs, I thought that he should have been moved elsewhere because you're no longer the the coach to get us over that hump. You were you. But everybody got injured. Yeah, but he developed a lot of players that didn't get injured. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So I think that he was a great player like development coach just to start off and get guys ready for the game. But when the actual game came, I don't think that he was he was polished enough to be the head coach. You know? That that's just my opinion on it. That's just my opinion on that's it. That's why he's not here. Yeah, so I mean just just sticking with Doc, like I said, a lot of the shit that he that he's implementing and I look back, it's it's crazy. I mean, Doc has been on a few teams. He's played in Orlando. I mean, he's he's coached in Orlando. He's coached in uh LA for a few years. He's coached in Boston. Obviously he's had his major success in Boston. And when you look at his Boston team, it sucks that I'm comparing a Philly team to a Boston team. I mean, we got we got B easy in here with his his number thirty three Larry Bird jersey on. Celtics shout out, you know they ain't gonna get no more shout outs after the day. No more, no more for Celtics. They're a division rival. They don't get no more love from me. You know what I'm saying? But be easy in here rocking his 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 green and white. So we we gonna show him some love today. You know. But like I said, man, I hate to compare the Philly the the, the Sixers to the Celtics. But when you look at that 018. They had such togetherness. They did. They did things together. They went out. They, they party. Whatever the case may be, they did things together to, to build the chemistry, to build the togetherness, to build the continuity. Because you knew. I mean, if you went to trenches with somebody, as far as being on the court, that's then, one thing. And that's like you had a toughness in that squad. That's what I'm saying. So that, that's what I'm getting to. So yeah, when you went to trenches right, with somebody exactly. on the court, that's one thing. But when you really in the trenches with somebody, like outside. 
that's a whole different trust that you got to have with whoever you out there with. You get what I'm saying? Whether if you partying, you just hanging out, whatever the case may be, that's a different type of togetherness you got to have because you got to watch my back and I got to watch your back and I got to be able to feel like I can trust you watching my back. You feel me? And I feel like that's a trust that a lot of those guys had with each other, even some of the young guys. So I'm, I see that he's doing that with this Philly team, you know? And I thought that that was unique that he had that ability, especially with the talent that we have here. As far as the two generational talents, I mean, Doc had maybe about four generational talents, not to the level of a Joel and Ben, but he's definitely had at least, about, I, I'd say yeah. about four generational yeah. talents. I mean, Rondo was maybe, and he's, Rondo may not be a generational player because you can you can compare him to a lot of motherfuckers. I mean, even Ray Allen to a certain extent at that time you couldn't compare nobody to Ray Allen. Maybe Reggie Miller, but that's it. But that's it. And I mean, yeah. obviously you have Paul Pierce, one of the greatest footworks in the in the game to ever be seen. I mean, he. I mean, and people and people and don't give Paul Pierce people don't give Paul Pierce respect. Now a lot of people don't give Kendrick Perkins oh my his shit. Oh I'm my God! It's crazy that they don't. We'll respect. We'll respect Perk on this show. <laughs> oh, okay. We do not respect like Perk I on said, this show. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, people look at him as no. A, back back then, no. Perk 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 did his job though. Perk did his job. He did shit. what he had. Oh, you kidding me? <laughs> um, I mean, he was. A lot of people look at him as a nasty player. Yeah, okay, yeah. but the way I look at it, like he he had that like. How can I say that? Uh, um, that umph, Rick Mahorn type shit. Yeah, that umph. That okay. like, don't play with me. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, but exactly. I mean, when you in practice with Kevin Garnett, if that energy don't rub off for you in some kind of way, something gotta be wrong. You ever notice? Have you ever seen Kendrick Perkins smile? Never. <laughs> I mean, no, but I mean, we see him on TV laughing and shit now, though. No, but I'm just saying, in a game, like... Oh, oh, in a game, in a game, nah, 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 nah. He always got that straight mean yeah, face, he mean mugging, yeah, 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 yeah. I give you that, I give you that. I mean, no, I mean, like I said, Perk, Perk get on TV and say dumb shit, that's why we won't respect <laughs> him now. Perk get on TV and be saying some bullshit. I only respect him because of the fact that he gave me a title. I don't care about yeah, nothing right. else. <laughs> I don't give a shit about right, what he okay. does commentate. All right, I, I hear that, I hear that. You got to hear it sometimes, though. This shit be hilarious. I've... I've heard some shit he says on ESPN. I'm, I look at him like, ah, bro, you yeah. don't even need to be out there. <laughs> you need to just find something else to do. Yeah. So, I mean, but like I said, man, I see Doc implementing some of those things with the Sixers, and I think that that's great. I mean, even back to Ben saying, oh, well, you know, me and Joel is going to move in. I mean, obviously he was playing, but just even him saying that, that shows that they're trying to build that trust as far as being teammates and they're trying to build that togetherness and they're trying to build that cohesiveness that they need and even taking a step and trying to fix their chemistry because exactly that shows growth. But the main thing with that is don't get injured. Yeah, man. Get injured, then that's a problem. Yeah. I mean and that's something you gotta take into consideration because I mean the Sixers, as far as injuries was concerned, yeah. within the past couple of years, come on. And then we, I mean, listen, so obviously if injuries don't play a factor, I actually got, I actually got us going far, man. If we don't get past the second round, I actually got us, I, I got it pissed. I'm, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed. And don't get me wrong, we got some, we got some contenders in the East, so we, we, we got to see how it's going to go. We got Boston. 
got Milwaukee. We got Milwaukee to see what they're going to do. We got Drew Holiday back in the East now, so we're going to see how that's going to go. I mean, Giannis is still Giannis. He's still a force. We got a couple other players in the East. I mean, Atlanta looking like a sleeper team out here. I kind of Atlanta that. looking like a sleeper team out here. Yeah. <sighs> they stacked. They loaded. I mean, you talk about Trey Young, Cam Reddish. You got Kevin Herder. You got Kevin Hunter. You got uh, Bogdanovic. Who else is in Atlanta? Uh, Danilo Gallinari. He's really? over there in Atlanta now. Yeah, the Hawks okay. is stacked. You still got John Collins over there. You got Clint Capella. Oh, my God, they stacked. That's a big boy. Atlanta stacked. And you got Rondo. Oh, my God, they stacked. <laughs> they stacked, man. I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens in the we'll East. We'll see what happens in the East, man. It's a lot of teams are for grass, but I'm, 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 I'm bleeding red, white, and blue. I'm a, I'm a die on my Sixers flag. I'm 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 just rocking with us, you know. I know you bleeding green, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to hear that, you know. They division rivals, conference conference yeah. rivals. We don't want to hear that, whatever, whatever. Nah, love to the love to the Celtics though. I uh, I actually got a brother that's a Celtics fan, so yeah, man. It's it's always bad when the Celtics play the Sixers with us, man. It's always bad, so we'll see man like i said we uh the things that i've been seeing as far as like footage of training camp and things of that nature has been great uh mike scott obviously is back with the team tyrese maxi as well uh they're back with the team i think this week after being out with covid protocols so that's another thing to look forward to then another thing to look out for is obviously the, the talks with harden i'm hearing serious trade talks with Harden and, and Philly is the lead. That's not happening no more. Philly is the lead no, uh, no, contender. No, they pretty much said that's that's a wrap. No, I mean it, it's came it's come out today. You've seen that, right? You haven't seen that today? Really? It was all over Twitter. No, that's am a I bugging? I ain't bugging. He's not coming to Philly. So listen, they're saying that you know Philly. It was it was being reported a lot earlier that Philly was the lead contender, and you know they were asking for a package for Ben. Anything with a package with Ben in it. And I don't think that they should trade Ben. I think that that'll be the word. I don't think that they should trade Ben or Joel, honestly, for a package for Harden. Don't do it. Nope. I'm not touching either one of them. Same way I feel. I don't. I mean, honestly, how I feel, I, I don't touch Ben, I don't touch Joel, and I don't touch Seth. I'm cool with Shake. Go ahead. Tobias, go ahead. Even if you got to get rid of Tyrese Maxey, go ahead. I'm yeah, cool. I'm cool. Enough? I'm cool with them, and maybe a couple, maybe a pick or two, maybe a pick or two. I I see people talking about five picks and all. That. I'm not. We not LA. We not doing none of that dumb shit. We not risking our future <laughs> for that. We not. We not doing all that. We not doing all that. So yeah, there no four or five picks, two at the most, and maybe three players, and and that's what you get. Sit back and watch us win this ring. You know, call it a day. But you know, man, I, I think that that's that, that's just where I'm at with the Sixers. You know, that's just where I'm at with the Sixers. Now, before we get up out of here, last episode, you weren't in the building with me, and I talked boxing a little bit. So, I mean, there's been quite a few, obviously, boxing matches and exhibition matches that's going on. We've seen Mike and Roy. We've seen you know the exhibition match, exhibition match with. Nate Robinson, three-time NBA dunk champion and YouTuber, 
Jake Paul, whose brother has officially announced a fight with Floyd Mayweather. I have no idea why he's doing this. Next, ne- not next month. Uh, in February 2021. Let's just say, for example, okay, exhibition. Does that count on his like? No, re- no regular record because it's not a full twelve round fight. It's not going. I don't. I don't, I don't think it will because it's not a full twelve round fight. So why is he wasting his time? Some money. It's a money grab. You know that, man. He, he crossing over again that YouTube money now. And then they're talking about Mike Tyson and Holyfield. Yeah, they saying that that they're deal is almost done. Uh, Lennox Lewis coming back. I hope Lennox don't come back. But let's. I mean, as as far as those last three fights that I just named, as far as Mike and Roy, the Nate and Jake Paul thing, and then even with the even bigger, the actual real fight of Danny Garcia and Earl Spence. So let's start there. I actually want to get your reaction on the Danny Garcia and Earl Spence fight because that something. was that that could have been potentially a fight of the year. Let me tell you something, okay? Uh, Danny looked like he was scared. Right. Really? He looked like he was scared. Yeah. I figured after the fifth round, Earl Spence was coming forward. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. Danny Garcia was backwards. Okay. Yeah, he was backpedaling. Yep. Earl Spence was counterpunching. I mean, it seemed like Earl Spence, he had an easy payday. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. Yeah. Okay. But I looked at that like... Bro, did you really actually do anything now, like you said you was now, supposed to do? Now, let me ask but, you. But, but I'm going to say this. I had, I had Garcia to win. I was about to say that. Now, let me ask you. I asked you, what, Thanksgiving, who did you have? What did you tell me? I had Garcia to win. And I to- what did I tell you? I ain't saying shit. What, <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell you? I told okay. you it was going to be a shutout. Not all nine innings, all twelve rounds, and whatever I you mean, want to call it. He boxed him so much, so it was perfectly like ridiculous. Yeah. Excuse me, I said ridiculous for the first time <laughs> tonight. <laughs> okay, but I'm just saying. I mean, it was like it was just. Yeah. I sat there and I watched that. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Did you come to fight, or did you just come to get a payday?" I think he came in to fight and. And I think I just think that Errol Spence is the better fighter. I mean, listen, like I said, Philly Philly breed fighters and Philly breed champions. Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, it's 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 always going to be Philly support Philly. But let's let's take that out the let's take oh, that out the equation for a okay. second. Okay, I'm going to ask you a simple question. Go ahead. Oh, here we go. Here Ter- we go. Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence. That's what you asked me. I'm rocking with my I'm rocking yeah. I'm rocking with my guy. What do you think? I'm rocking with my guy. Really? I'm rocking with my guy. I'm rocking with my guy. I'm sorry. He gonna have a problem. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's overrated, man. You don't think? So? No. When you, I, 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 and I stated this last this last episode. When you listen, their level of competition. Look at the level of comp. I'm gonna break it down to you off off. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna break it down to you. But when you look at the the level of competition that Earl Spencer's fought versus the level of competition that and that's true. For this that's true. You're, I gotta admit that. I gotta admit Ooh. that. Like Porter, Porter could. And they, took. they both for they. I mean, no, they both didn't fight Porter. But I mean, all three of them, Sean Porter. I mean, not uh, Kell Brook. They all three for Kell Brook. Sean Porter, right. Terrence Crawford, and uh, Earl Spence. So the mandatory for those two is Sean Porter. We already seen Earl Spence fight Sean Porter. 
We don't want to see that. We don't want to see that no more. So I think Terrence Crawford need to get in the ring with him, but he's so busy worrying about the Pacquiao fight, and Pacquiao don't even want to fight him. Come on, why are we still talking about Pacquiao? Pacquiao's still a champion. Really? Pacquiao just beat Keith Thurman. Oh my, Keith Thurman is a bum. Pacquiao just beat Keith Thurman. Keith Thurman is a bum. He is. That's why. That's why EJ don't want to fight him. But I mean, Terrence Crawford. To answer your question, Terrence Crawford versus EJ. Oh, okay. I'm going with EJ. I'm going with EJ. Just like I hate him against Danny. And listen. Can we unify this shit and just say fuck it? So, I'm before this, 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 now this is the last thing before we get out of here. As far as the boxing shit, right? EJ, I feel like, okay, so I've been watching EJ for the last couple of years. I've watched him for a while. I've been watching him for a while. And I've been watching him ever since it's, came, it's come out that he gave Floyd that black eye in, in training camp. I've been watching him ever since. Now, my thing with this is, He's calling out Manny. He's looking for the fight for Manny, which I think he will get, and which I think he will win. Because he's, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna go against him. He's my probably like my top two favorite fighters. It's him and Canelo. Canelo got a fight coming up too. It's about time. Yeah, Canelo got a fight coming up too. But, uh, you know, back on on Earl Spence. If he's calling out Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao still knocking out these young contenders, whatever the case may be. I think he's going to get the fight with Manny. Manny came out after the last fight, said he looked good. He wants to fight him. They reached out to each other. Camp, that's what's being reported, whatever the case may be. Now, if that's true, if he do get the fight against Manny next year, a lot of people scared to fight Manny. So I think that EJ looking at it like this. If I'm in training camp, right, with TBE, the best ever, who is Floyd Mayweather, and I blacked his eye, right, I gave him a run for his money in, 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 in sparring and training camp. If I can do that to you and you couldn't be him. Exactly. What what do you think I'm gonna do to you? How does Manny? Manny about to be forty, maybe like 40, 39, 40, Yeah, that's what I think. If I did that to him and he's TBE, and they classifying you as the second ever of this of this era, or of your era, and I and I fucked him up in sparring, what do you think I'm gonna do to you? Makes sense. Makes sense. If you the top dog, Floyd ain't here no more. Floyd ain't gonna get in the ring with him. Cause I actually think he'll be Floyd. So would I. I think EJ will be. I think he'll be Floyd. You know. Let us hear your thoughts. Let us hear your opinions. Follow us on Twitter at America's Most Two One Five. Man, I mean, obviously, much more to come. Much more, much more to discuss. But you know, we we gonna get into it another time now. Um, like I said, follow us on Twitter at America's Most Two One Five. Now I did say. Last episode, I was not gonna be in here, but it was so much going on, man. I just felt the felt the need to be in the studio to talk to talk to our listeners and talk to everybody that supported us and you know been following the show since day one. So I appreciate all the support. Um, next episode, now you know since I had to move move episodes, it's going to be a very very special dedication episode. I'm not going to tell you what it's a dedication to, but. It's gonna be a very special dedication episode, so you guys will be on the lookout for that one. Um, talk talk a few things, and you know, hopefully you 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 guys enjoy that one. But that will officially be the last episode before Christmas, you know, before New Year's and everything else like that. And we we won't be back in the studio officially until after the New Year. So hope you guys yeah, be on the lookout so. for that one. Yeah. So hopefully, be easy to be back in the house. Yeah, be easy to be back in the house with us. Obviously, we got the number one tailor. We got the number one engineer in the building. Taylor, he'll be here with us. So, 
Uh, you guys just be on the lookout for that. And, you know, that's American Moose on One. I'm Avenue Q. Be easy. In the hizzy. And, you know, like that. We out. <laughs>